It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones. I am Jarvis Davis, and this is my my A1 since day one, Tanitra Batiste. It is a Friday. Oh man. Whew. It is uh don't start shouting over there. It's like you're gonna catch the spirit over there, get that thing going. <laughs> so well, we're gonna get it going for you today because we got a lot of good stuff on board. The NFL schedule is out. Yay. Uh, Tanitra and I are going to kick the tires and tell some guys to kick rocks in, in regards to who the Hawks should bring in. Oh, my God. I got a good one for you, T. This might blow, <laughs> knock your socks wait. off. <laughs> and last but not least, in for the culture, Atlanta just gets it right each and every time, man. Golly. Uh, but before we get into all that, we want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. I don't care if it's Spotify, iTunes, it doesn't matter. Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast, all you have to do is type in that search box, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Tanisha Batiste, everybody is losing their on mine about this NFL schedule coming out and and, and before we, before we really dive into it mm-hmm. let me just let let y'all know something about Tanitra and I like we are not about to go through 17 games and tell yes, you sir. which game they're going to win and which game nope. we're going to lose you know why because we got a pretty good idea of how football works yeah. and June 1 hasn't come yet so that means nope. You know, there are going to be some cuts, going to be some veterans available right there. And they haven't reported for camp yet. We haven't had an idea what these guys look like. We don't even know what Drake London is going to be. He can be an absolute bust or can be an absolute dog. So I'm going to hold my peace until I see some guys put some pads on. And that can be in training camp. We might do a little something there, but Mm -hmm. ain't no guarantee. So yeah, just to let y'all know, we're not about to do that, but we're going to talk about it though. Yeah. So so T, um, you know, we talked about how you know, like I said, the NFL schedule is out. We Mm -hmm. uh we got the leak yesterday that New Orleans Saints is going to be the first game September 11th at Mercedes Benz. It's going down. I wish it was a night game because you know you know how I get down with the. The Saints playing, it's nighttime, you know, yeah. the after party's gonna be crazy, all that good stuff. Crazy. But um it's at one o'clock on Fox, so we we can we we'll uh, we'll roll with that. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but you know, one of the you know, for one of the things that kind of just stood out to me is that mm-hmm. like I said, obviously the Saints, you know, opening up and then you getting that Tampa Bay uh early on. I, I think that's one thing that really stood out because I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to be Super Bowl contenders, right? You know, the and then the, the Saints, you know, they, uh, Sean Payton's not there. You know, you have, um, you know, Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback, I guess, maybe, possibly. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Is he going to be the guy? You know, um, 
and whether or not he can stay healthy. So there are a lot of question marks, I believe, in this division. A lot of people believe that Tampa is going to win this thing outright. I'm not all on board uh, on for that just yet. Yeah. But so, and I think that to be able to get a little snapshot into the NFC South division that early on, I think it'd be mm-hmm. good for the Falcons. Yeah, I, I like the way you put that, an early snapshot. Also, the Saints are retooling a lot on both sides of the ball. Obviously, so are the Falcons. So you almost kind of want to get them early to kind of see, okay, Falcons are retooling early. If I'm the Falcons, I'm saying, okay, we're retooling early. They're retooling early. Okay, well, then let's see. Because other than someone like a Cam Jordan, who, you know, we know he's wreaked havoc, if you will. Terrorized is is the operative word. (laughs) Yeah, being able to catch them maybe on the front end. I believe, and actually, Jarvis, that's one of the games I have as one of the more intriguing matchups that I expect them to win. I really Mm -hmm. do believe that's one that they could sneak. And when I say sneak and grab it, it's because everyone has already kind of anointed the Bucks to be the uh, NFC South champions and New Orleans to be kind of that second place or, or maybe sneak up into that first place spot. But I believe this is one of those games that the Falcons certainly can sneak and win, just like the, you know they've done before the, the last couple of years. In fact, they've right. uh, kind of snuck in and not been the been the underdog and actually won the game. So that was one of my sneak ones that I was really intrigued by. Another one is actually a preseason game for me because mm. Jacksonville, the Jaguars actually have a decent defense. So if in preseason game three they put even half their starters out there i'm sure not all of their starters but that might be a nice test for that young falcons offense and if and again based on some things that arthur smith has said earlier this week on the falcons flagship radio network about looking back at some things he maybe could have done differently last year didn't play the rookies a lot last year maybe this year he plays the rookies a little bit more especially because he probably needs to see what those reps are going to look like with desmond ritter i'm talking you know on the offensive side nothing against uh, the defensive side but for the sake of time, maybe wanting to see where he is relative to the question that you and I and so many others have asked, sort of like a not if, but a when will we see Desmond Ritter in the regular season? I think that game three might be able to give a real good sneak peek in there, that preseason game. And then another one that I actually selected was week 11. And this is you and I having fun with it because of course my default button is always going to be just to like my Steelers, but I'm not going to talk about it like a fan. I'm going to talk about it like somebody who covers the Falcons and yeah, I'm going to be professional. Business and, be professional. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to talk about week 11 and the fact that the Falcons are playing the bears uh, week 11 and the Falcons have arguably become like Chicago of the South, the bears of the South. I know, so, right? <laughs> just, you know, yeah. just picked up, I think what another linebacker yesterday, Nick Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. So I'm interested to yeah. see, right. So I'm interested to see, what that's going to look like when the South Side Bears or the Dirty South Bears go up against the Midwest Bears, the real Bears. So those are my three games that kind of piqued my interest a little bit from the schedule. Yeah, you know what? And, and I think that a lot of Falcons fans, you know, thought that the Falcons shouldn't even been in the Deshaun Watson uh, uh, Yeah, uh, that's a good uh, one. Uh, I like thing. that one. You know, the Deshaun Watson thing as far as, you know, mm-hmm. um, been drafting the quarterback and, right. and then because they thought that the Falcons should have taken Justin Fields. Right. So, you know, you got that dynamic and yeah. then like you yeah. said, and then the Cleveland Brown dynamic. How long is he gonna be suspended? If you see him, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, like, they're coming so early in the season. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be some some really some interesting things, storylines early on, like you said, you know, like you said, we got New Orleans opening up. Like I said, that Tampa Bay game in Week Five, that 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 intri- that intrigues.
intrigues me, you know. And then once you get on on down into late October, you got mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers with the Chargers squeezed right in in between them. So, like I said, you're gonna get a really good idea what you're gonna look be looking like halfway through the season uh, from the from the NFC South standpoint. I think, like I said, that snapshot is gonna be very key mm-hmm. because. You know, towards the end of last year, the Falcons were technically in playoff contention. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and so I, I think we'll, we'll that question will be answered really quickly. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think that when you 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 talk about those questions being answered, like mm-hmm. it'll help answer that question as far as with Desmond Ritter, right? Yes. Because if yes. you're competing for a playoff spot with uh, Marcus Mariota as a starter, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard to make a case to put to put the rookie in there. So. Sure. So, yeah, a lot of good things. And um, also, speaking of rookies, we're going to be out at Rookie Minicamp tomorrow. ATL Day 1s is going on the road. Be on the lookout on our YouTube channel. We'll be dropping some little shorts for you. Yes. You know, yes. maybe some yes. footage of some rookies. Is Drake London out there doing up some notes? Some cats who's probably not going to make the team. We're going to drop that in just mm-hmm. for you. So, Let's make sure it. you check us out. Follow us, follow along with us on social, all on Twitter, at JarvisD90 and at Tanitra Batiste. We will be giving y'all some good, good, good. Hopefully... We'll be getting some good good from the Braves. Uh, uh, Coming up against the San Diego Padres, Max Fried is on the mound tonight. 721st pitch. Now, this game is going to be on Apple TV Plus Mm -hmm. exclusively. Um, T, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm getting tired of all these Plus doggone channels now. Yeah, Uh, I can't. I got to search around and see if I can get it on my my little uh, little, – a little, a little fire stick, you know. I got some good stuff going on there, you know. I can get a lot of stuff I want, but I don't know if I can get it on here. But you know, I, my go-to is I, I just reach out to my brother and see if I can get one of his logins. <laughs> see, you know I got. Sorry, but yeah, um, Matt, you Darvish is going to be on the mound for the Padres, so. Um, but I think one of the things that we that, that really stood out against the Red Sox was that you had a guy like Orlando Arcia. Now that's not one of the name guys, one um, that you know you expect to you know win games for you, right. um, like nephew Ronnie and you know uh, Austin Riley and, and and those likes. So my question to you is, who do you think? Uh, give me a couple of names of some guys that you think might be the Orlando Arcia. <laughs> For the San Diego Padres, as the uh, Braves round out this um, home home stretch, I like Matt Olson. I like Matt Olson a lot because he's really stability. He's really right. been yeah. stable for them. Fourteen double doubles, leading the majors in double doubles, and really it's about getting on base and just kind of stretching an inning. I know we talked about Travis Demerit as well. We both like him, but yeah, looking to see what Matt Olson will do tonight. Yeah, I think that that'd be cool, and, and and you know, he's been a guy that kind of been struggling just a little bit as of late. You know, he started off the season just on fire, so he's calmed down just a little bit, and I think you know he's starting to really get back into a good groove. So I think, yes. you know, the Freddie Freeman replacement, you know, as a lot of people have been referring to, yeah, exactly, definitely air quotes on that one. Um, I, I think he's a guy that that you can look out for. And another guy that I was thinking about. 
is uh, William Contreras. Yes. William yes. Contreras is, you know, Manny Diaz. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Manny Diaz. Manny Pena is out for the season yeah. with a uh, with a wrist injury, so that is going to give Contreras plenty of opportunity. Brian Sneaker even um, said it himself. He's going to get a chance to play a pretty good amount, you mm-hmm. know. So um, when he's in relief for uh, Travis Darno, who's been playing really well also, and I, I think that he's going to have a, a, a good opportunity because he's not that great defensively, mm-hmm. but when you're talking about that bat, though, like, he can get that back going, just like his brother. So, uh, I think uh, Contreras may be a guy to keep an eye out mm-hmm. over the weekend that could possibly get the Braves uh, where they need to be and, and go ahead and end this uh, home um, stretch right like they're supposed to. Um, but, T, we want to get right. We want to get these mm-hmm. Hawks right. We want to get these Atlanta Hawks into a place where they're – back in the conversations about one of the teams that can compete in the East. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a little game. It's called kick rocks or kick the tires. We're going to do all that next and explain what it, exactly what it is right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I'm Tanitra. This is Jarvis. We appreciate you guys coming back to us today to find out what's good in Atlanta sports and for rocking with us all the time, whether you do it through our YouTube channel where you guys have gotten us over the hump of a thousand subscribers. Keep subscribing. Keep telling others to come and subscribe, to like us as well. And really the whole Locked On Sports Atlanta network. And of course, you can check us out from an audio perspective on any platform where you get your podcast and don't forget to tell a friend and you know what when you tell them tell them that we are talking everything sports atlanta including the atlanta hawks although the nba playoffs continue even tonight and the hawks aren't quite there we can't help but look at those games that we're seeing and think about how they get back next year so we're kind of we're halfway to home on the eastern conference side right because the heat punched their ticket so to speak on thursday with a win over the sixers now we're just waiting to see who's going to meet them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Will it be the Bucks or will it be the Celtics? So that's where we start because before you can even start talking about the NBA Finals and whether or not they would see the Suns, the Mavs, the Grizzlies, or the Warriors, you got to get out of your own conference first. So all of these names over the last, definitely it started to pick up steam again, I'd say, Jarvis, in the last week or so. But we had heard mm-hmm. these names several weeks ago and even several months ago, right, in terms right. of who – is that missing piece or who are those missing pieces for the Hawks to either get back to the conference finals like they were last year or to get over the hump. So Mm -hmm. that got me to thinking and I said, okay, Jarvis, real talk. Who should the Hawks be kicking the wheels on and who should they be saying now kick rocks? We're good over here in terms of players that they should, like we said, either kick the tires on translation players they should consider bringing on this team or at least pursuing, going after seriously? Or who should they say, you know what, we are good. We might need somebody, but bruh, it ain't you. So, no, we're going to kick rocks on you and move forward. Who you, you got? Know, you know what? I got to start off with kicking the tires because, okay, you know. I like. I, I, you, know how I, you know how I get sometimes. I think I have a thought, and then I, I start know. going down the rabbit hole. So, yes. here it is. I got it just for y'all. I did, I did it just for you, of course. And then, you know, all the people, you know, I, lo- I love our people. I love our people who rock with us. So, all right. Now, so we know that the Philadelphia 76ers were bounced out of the playoffs. Yes. 
And I like to look at post-game commentary because, you know, you can find out a lot in that type of stuff. Mm. So mm. Uh, I saw – I came across Doc Rivers post-game commentary. He, he was being a little snappy with the, with the reporter and saying how, you know, he's believed he's done a good job and – and you know you can write that if if you think that I didn't do a good job and all this good stuff. So it sounds like he's gonna get let go more than likely. Daryl Moore is probably gonna have to fire Doc Rivers. Right? Is like almost at a point where you can't you can't keep him around. And we know what the Philadelphia 76ers have done. They typically disappointed at the end of the year most of the time. And you know the thing about the 76ers is. Their main guy, Joel Embiid, you know, he talked about um, after after the after the game how he wishes Jimmy Butler was still his teammate. And you know, Jimmy Butler used to be with the 76ers. Jimmy Butler made let everybody know that they chose Tobias Harris over him. So, you know, you got that piece, right? So Jimmy Butler, so you got your, your your star guy trying to figure it out. He's up here talking about, and he also was talking about James Harden. He was like, James Harden isn't the same player he was in Houston. So you got all this truth telling, right? You got all this truth telling going on. And I'm starting to think, like, you know what? The Philadelphia 76ers should tear it all down. And you know what they should start with? They should start with Joel Embiid. Go ahead and get rid of him. Trade him. Because you know, and you know what? And I said, also, I said, you know what? I think Trey Young should be an advocate as well. He should hit up Joel Embiid and say, you know what, man? You're in the last year of your contract, bro. You about to get ready to go to your last year of your contract, bro. $33 million? Yeah, the Hawks can figure that out. That's not, a big, that's not a big deal. That's not a big number. That's nothing in comparison to what these guys are getting right now. Travis Schlank, message to you, bro. PSA from your boy. Go get Joel Embiid because Daryl Moore, I already know he's sitting in the back of his mind. He's like, man, we should, should tear all this thing down because this old James Harden thing ain't working out. He has a player option, 40-plus million. I don't know. I, th- I think I might need to go ahead and, uh, and you know, cut bait and just start all over so I can at least keep my job for at least two more years because, you know, he's a trade he's a trade master, right? Now, how are they going to get this done, Jarvis? This is – this is crazy. I like Joel Embiid, but how are you going to get it done? This is how you're going to get it done. You're going to start with Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter had a really good game that last game, so you, you can see the potential there. I actually really like DeAndre Hunter. I know a lot of people may not be too high on him, think he's a little bit too inconsistent, and I understand those criticisms. However, he has shown that he could be a guy. He could yeah. be a guy. He could be a piece that can help you, you know, rebuild a team that the 76ers look like they're headed so and, and i think definitely clint capella you got to replace you know your center you got to get that going and and i think that the the hawks have several picks they can use they got the uh first rounder for um new york knicks they have their first round pick they can throw several, several first round picks the, the money is kind of a little bit off but you can make it work uh if you even if you have to bring in a third team to try to figure this thing out so i i am all in on Travis Slank just working this, working this, working these phones and calling Daryl Moore and say, hey, big head, let's go ahead and get this dude in. So, yeah, I'm kicking the tires on Joel and BT. I'm going all in. If you're going to go, if you're going to pontificate about something, you might as well go all in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I think the pontification has been all over the map. 
Yes, it has. We started yes. hearing conversation about Ben Simmons just ahead of the trade deadline. So right. at this Lord. point, anything and everything is probably on the table and not completely out of reach, especially if you're saying, okay, Joel and B, we realize that there's 33 million and maybe a few more other considerations. So maybe we have to put a bundle together, which we've talked about what those bundles could look like. And we all agree that as much as we hate to see Dre go, he's probably one of your most valuable trade pieces, if not the most valuable trade piece at this point. So right. you would just kind of have to, you know, let him go. I think my only uh, question would be, like you said, if you'd have to bring in a third team, because somehow, some way, even though you would have a bit of an, a, an upgrade at center, that would still leave you wanting at the three. So you'd still mm-hmm. just have to make sure because that's where most of the problem has been anyway, as far as like wing defense. So then you would just, the question that I would have would just be, okay, I'm cool with kicking the tires really on not just mm-hmm. Joel and Pete, but really when you look at the eight teams or now seven teams mm-hmm. that are left in the postseason for the NBA, who on all of those teams, other than some of the, the most obvious, obviously you're not going to ply away Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, people like not that. At all, yeah. You're not going to ply away Giannis Antetokounmpo, probably not Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton. So when you look at some of those teams where things are, you know, successful for them, if you will, they're happy where they are, they are, so on and so forth. Then fine. But with a team like the Sixers, where it's going to get real interesting because there are <clears throat> there are also other uh, words on the street, other rumors, if you will, that Doc may not be fired. Doc may just actually walk. Like they may actually mm. let him walk himself right to LA. So mm-hmm. if, yeah, so if Doc walks and Doc walks over to LA, is Doc bringing anybody with him? You know, mm. as that organization tries to determine what they need to do to, you know, from from their fall from grace. It's embarrassing at this point. Yeah. It, right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you and and the reason I'm kind of answering it in a broad base from a broad base perspective is because I think that you're onto something just in terms of at this point. In the season, looking at some of the turmoil that you're slowly seeing or the unrest or the disgruntlement among some of these, these top tier tier teams, hmm, who might you be able to kick the tires on that maybe even two or three weeks ago would not have even been a part of a conversation? Yeah, cause that, and that's the thing. That's That was kind of like my thought, you know, when just going through it, because it's just like it's just been drama after drama, like yeah. drama. You know, it was drama when Daryl Morey, you know, left Houston. You know, now he's in Philadelphia, and, and it's more drama because he wants to bring the drama queen. I'm sorry, I no disrespect, Jane, the drama king to 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 that team. You know, he did everything he could to get um, James Harden there, and it, at the time, it seemed like it was a, 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 it made sense because you weren't getting anything from Ben Simmons, and you weren't going to get anything from Ben Simmons. So at least James Harden's on the court. And you would think he would have some type of James Harden flashback, but yeah, you know, even right. his own. And you did have a, a flash. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, you had a flash, like literally a flash, a like flash. one single flash yep. of that guy that was in Houston. And I think I just love um Joe MB's candor too. And no. that's something that the Hawks need. They need somebody who can be candid and backs it up on the court as well. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Collins. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm calling you out, my brother. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I think to have somebody like that who is amazing, you have a guy that is he's, um, 
you know, he's finished second in MVP voting in back-to-back years. Yes. He's stayed fairly healthy, and that's all you can ask for, you know, when it comes to Joel Embiid. You know, his, his, his uh, beginning of his career got off to a rocky start with, with in, dealing with injuries and stuff yeah. like, like that. So I, I think that Travis Schlank needs to think along the lines of how I'm thinking. And I know it sounds crazy as hell. However, is this is – this is the NBA of today, right? Because right. this is when you get into that time where, well, is he going to stay or is he going to go? Yeah, is he going to request a trade? Right. You know? <laughs> At the beginning of the season, was yes. anybody really talking about, oh, Ben Simmons to the Nets? Oh, James Harden to the Sixers? That conversation wasn't happening at the right. beginning of the season. Oh, and I'll do you one better. As far as I know, a month ago, nobody was having conversation about the possibility of Rudy Gobert nor Donovan Mitchell coming here, right? Yes. And then a month ago, everybody was saying, no, 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 Bradley Beal will never leave D.C. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, now is the time where I feel like the seeds are starting to be planted, or as we like to say here, and we're going to keep you guys informed. We're going to keep giving you guys our reaction on where we kick the tires and who we kick the tires with. But I know as we wrap up this segment, I know there's probably one guy that we – would consistently say, yeah, kick rocks, or at least for me, let me not think or speak for you, but I know I've always been and remain a no kicking the tires, kick rocks with Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, always. Kick rocks with no shoes or socks on. Like, that's still a hard pass. Like, barefoot in the desert. Like, exactly. Hard, hard pass. All all of them. For your ATL day ones. But you know what is never a hard pass? An HBCU homecoming. Do you hear? I don't even have a voice anymore. And you can hear the excitement in my tone about us talking about a new addition to the Atlanta landscape. You know Atlanta influences everything. And if you mm-hmm. stick around for the culture, we'll tell you how on the other side. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Ooh, this is the segment that we call for the culture. It's the intersection between entertainment, sports, and culture. The culture. And you know what that means. We don't have to explain it. At this point, you know exactly what the culture means and we want to say thank you you know really quickly that you know uh, for liking and subscribing to you know our, our youtube channel make sure you go ahead and leave us a review mm-hmm. you know on your wherever you download your podcast leave us a review yeah. you know we want to tell or tell about tell a friend to tell a friend tell a friend just like like my, like my girl tanitra said earlier on and you know we want to um make sure you go you know free and available wherever you Download your podcast, and you know this is ATL Day Ones. We got a big old lineup. We got Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, and also A to Z with Mark Zeno, who always coming with those hot like fire dialogue takes. All right, all right. Now, now, uh, T, I, I heard an advertisement, as my wife would say, um, <laughs> for there's the big old event. You know how huge homecomings are for HBCUs, Woo! right? Yeah, yeah. You've experienced those. I've experienced those. Um, I'm conscious and sometimes unconscious. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I was conscious for a little bit, and then, you know, the night just got away from me. Yeah, I will tell those stories later on. You know, I got to get the numbers. They're coming. Gotta, yeah, they're coming. Those stories are coming. We just got to get there. Yeah. All right, so there is going to be <laughs> in June. <laughs> Here in Atlanta, while it's hot, a homecoming that everybody can go to. Yeah. Like, I can't even really put into words <laughs> what that's going to mean for the city around this, around that time. 
but uh, I, I need you to help me out, T, because I'm thinking of so many things that are going to be going on in the city when yeah. that, when the the big boy homecoming. That's what I'm gonna call it. The big boy homecoming comes down in, in June. So yeah, I can't imagine how many people are gonna be in the city when oh, when that thing yeah. goes down. Right, and and when you think about the fact that when the original Freaknik shut down for good, there have been attempts at iterations of Freaknik that have not worked. Mm -hmm. There have been attempts at gatherings, like there is a technically a summer gathering, but it's much smaller. It's super, super Greek related, um, was going on on Morris Brown's campus, but with that campus not being up and running for years until coming back this year, it just did not, you know, catch, uh, get traction, if you will. So now to see something like this that seems to be organized, it's going to be out there, I think, at, was it Lakewood Amphitheater, if you will, um, or the- Which is open air, by the way, you know. Yeah, so, right, so it's safe, exactly. There's an element of safety, and the website really walks you through, and they've got even more pieces that are coming to the table of, uh, Former First Lady, or forever First Lady, uh, Michelle Obama has a campaign, a college-related campaign that's going to be in partnership with them. So that's when you know it's actually going to be something that has some legs to it, some teeth to it. There will be seminars. It's a two-day event, if you will. And I think about that. We said that wrapping up our last segment, Atlanta influences everything, and it's kind of a catchphrase for the city, but it's the truth. I mean, this is whether you're talking about college football, Black college football, or HBCU culture, all of the above is where all of it resides here. All of it resides here. And so that weekend- Where the culture resides, where the culture resides. Where the culture resides, where the culture resides. People understand, are you hearing us? Are you hearing us? So, you know, when you think about the Black College Football Hall of Fame inductions, if you will, which I think are that weekend as well. Yeah, because I was putting my, my calendar together. Yeah, we do actually have calendars together. We're, we're sports folks. So we always have to know where we're going to be to- three months in advance so anyway i think about all of those pieces and how you said there are going to be people descending and just layers on top of layers on top of layers of what's going to make this absolutely amazing i am so so excited i don't think there could have been a better host city for this inaugural homecoming experience and go back to what you said about safety it has been a long two and a half years for people. And there were still a lot of schools last year, a lot of HBCUs that did not go live. We did. Yes. Yeah. I know because I lost my voice and all my life. Yeah, she did. Lose. Yeah. yeah, she lost yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Running that running that homecoming for Xavier as their national <laughs> cheer. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we're even, but there's so much excitement right now around HBCU homecomings. We just had a meeting last night for Xavier's 2022 homecoming. I say that to say, I think Jarvis people are just ready for this kind of thing. I think it's going to be super exciting because people are just ready to celebrate, not just to celebrate in general, but even more specifically to celebrate our culture and uplifting what homecoming really means to us. Yeah, because I haven't been down. Not, you know me, I like to be honest. I haven't been to homecoming in so long. You know, why not get, why, yeah, why, why not, you know, get a nice little tune up? Yeah. And going on down to Lakewood yeah. Amphitheater because yeah. Lord I got some stories about Lakewood Amphitheater as well. My goodness, birthday bash, fifth year anniversary. Oh my God, and oh. ten year. Oh yes, it's, it went down. So yeah, I, I think that I am more than willing to go down there and see what's going on 
you know, and maybe I'll stay on the outskirts and not get around the single folks because, you know, I ain't trying to get approached, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, your boy, you know, I get down sometimes. Too, yeah. You know? you see how my voice got deep right there? <laughs> other, other people I'm told. I'm told. But other folks, you know. Look, we might need to take an ATL Day was trip down there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I could uh, be your wingman and uh, right, see if we right. can uh, get you married down for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, get married right. at homecoming. Well, why not? Right. That would be perfect, right? Yeah. Homecomings have worked for me in the past, but moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. You opened that up. I had to go. I had to. I had to just move on in. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so all yeah, right, this, this show is all yes, yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Off to you. The is Rookie Minute Camp, which kicked off today yes. in Flowery Branch. We're so excited to get out there just to be back amongst our people, our Indeed. peers who cover the Falcons uh, year in, year out, but also just the opportunity to look at what looks like it will potentially be a really, really good rookie class for the yes. Falcons. And we're going to tell you guys all about it. We're going to put some snippets on our YouTube page this weekend, but we're going to come back Monday and tell you guys about it as well. And, of course, we're going to debrief on what we hope is a winning weekend for the Braves, for the dream and for United. So you want to know about it, you want to hear about some dubs as opposed to some L's, then you need to come back here because we're always winning. We win because you guys stop here first. But don't forget, your second stop can always be hitting hard with John Chuckery. So thank you guys for stopping by. Again, we appreciate you. And you guys be safe in the ATL streets this weekend so you can come back and see us Monday. Turn those notifications on and y'all come back. Now you're here. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.